You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Listen, people, 
African Perspectives, where we review the issues of our day from an African worldview and African-centered perspective. This program is unapologetically African. It is a custom in the African tradition to ask elders for permission to speak, having been granted permission to our ancestors whose shoulders we stand on, to our elders whose shadows we walk in. I greet you, my dear brothers and sisters. In the language of one of the greatest civilizations on this planet, it gave the world the basic disciplines of knowledge of science, math, architecture, music, writing, law, religion, you name it, we did it. The Greeks called it Egypt, but they called themselves Kemet, and Kemet means land of the blacks. I greet you all in the Kemetic language, the word of peace, Hotep. It is truly an honor and a privilege to pour libation because we truly do stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. We're going to use water because water has no enemies. Water is the great cleanser, the great purifier. Everything on the planet that lives, it needs water from a tiny microscopic organism to a tall redwood tree. We pour water into the earth to invoke the spirits of our ancestors and we say the word ashe. It simply means so be it. So we pour this libation to God for all that God has done and for all that God will do. We sashay. We pour this libation to Mother Africa, birthplace of all humanity, everyone who has lived, everyone who will live in the future. We all have a common ancestral root in Africa. We pour this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. I mentioned Kemet in the opening. Kemet was the height, the apex, the zenith of African high culture. But there were others as well, as Tymeri, Punt, and Nubia. So we poured a libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. 
You say, Ashe? We poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa, of Ghana, Mali, Zangai, Benin, Great Zimbabwe, civilizations that were flourishing and growing while Europe was in a medieval or dark age. The University of Sankare at Timbuktu, an outstanding educational institution. So we poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe? We poured us libation to the Ma'afa, the holocaust of our enslavement, the Infakani, the great tragedy, uprooted out of Africa. Our brothers and sisters lay a carpet along the Atlantic Ocean. We're in North America, South America, Central America, and throughout the diaspora. So we poured us libation to our brothers and sisters who suffered the Ma'afa, the Infakani, the holocaust of our enslavement, the great tragedy. We poured us libation in their honor and in their memory. We do not know their names, but because of them and their sacrifice, we are here. So we sashay. We poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. If you ever heard me do a libation, you will know that we were not slaves. I repeat, we were not slaves. We were captives. What does a captive want to do? Get free. So we poured us libation to all those men and women who fought against enslavement. In fact, I maintain that some of us are more of a slave today than we were in our initial captivity because some of us are a slave to vice, to corruption, to drugs, sex, and violence. So we poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. Gabriel Prosser, Nat Turner, Denmark Vesey, Harriet Tutman. We always resisted. And we will always resist. So we poured us libation in the name and the honor of those men and women who fought against our captivity. We poured us libation to those unborn, those young men and women who will once again lead us back on the stage of human history as a free and proud and productive people. We sashay. We poured us libation to brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. We need each other. We don't have good family life. There's a saying, conditions shape conduct and consciousness. The conditions in our community are bad. The conduct towards each other is not good. Because why? We lack consciousness. And consciousness is more than just awareness. Consciousness is a deeper understanding of who you are historically, who you are culturally. So once we begin to understand the importance of brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. Brothers and sisters, let us all say, Ashe, Ashe, Ashe. Shemhotep means go in peace. Asante Sana means thank you. You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Good morning, African world. You are listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. And I am your host, Baba Oshi. Hotel family. Hope everything is well with you today. Hope you're going to have a good day today. And I know in preparations for tomorrow's day of misgivings. And I uh, hope the weekend is good as well. 
Yeah, Black Friday. Black. Yeah, right. <laughs> the consumerism. This is African Perspectives. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., 10 to 12 Central, 9 to 11 Mountain or 8 to 10 Pacific, any other time around the world. But if you cannot listen to this program live, you can always go to our archives at timeforanawakening.com. At the top of the page, you'll see podcasts. Click on that. The drop down, you'll see African Perspectives. Click on that. And there will be programs that are dated and titled. But of course, you, whatever search engine you use, Firefox, Google, um, Internet Explorer, whatever, Put in Baba, B-A-B-A, Oshi, O-S-H-I, dot net. BabaOshi.net. And those programs will be right there for you as well. Okay. <laughs> Other programming that we have here on Time for an Awakening Media. This program, once again, is every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time. And all times they're going to give our Eastern Times on Mondays from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Black Therapy Central with Dr. Kamal and Dr. Mawia Kamban and their daughter Nataki Kamban. And then from 9 to 10, Conversation Reparations with Brother, Jam- with Brother Jamoki and Sister Lacey every first and third Mondays. On Tuesdays, Black Reality Think Tank with Dr. William Rogers from 8 to 10. On Thursdays, from 7 to 8, from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m., Mississippi on the Move, the Black Liberation Movement. Mississippi on the move. If it's Friday and it's 8 p.m. Eastern, it's time for an awakening, family. Time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. On Saturdays from 7 to 9 on Saturdays, the Sankofa Elders Council. And then on Sunday at 7 p.m. on Sunday, once again, time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. And, of course, the number to call is 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. Oh, right here is a program note. If you have been receiving uh, in your, when you go on to um, tune in to listen to this program and you're receiving commercials, try to... Um, I mean, they put in commercials on my program. I ain't getting a dime. <laughs> uh, here's a here's a site that you can go to, a link a link you can go to, and I'll repeat it. But of course, if you want me to send it to you, I will do that. Just give me a call at four one four three two four five seven nine six, four one four three two four five seven nine six, or if you can jot this down, H. T-T-P-S colon two backslashes backslash backslash C-E-N-T-O-V-A that's C-E C-E-N-T-O-V-A five seven five seven fifty seven dot I-N-S-T-A I-N-T E-R net dot net dot com forward slash p r o x y p r o x y proxy backslash and then of course time for an awakening t i m e f o r a n a w a k e n i n g question mark then m p lowercase equal sign 
backslash S-T-R-E-A-M stream. S-T-R-E-A. Hope that works for you. I'll repeat it again because I know it's it's kind of foul to get those commercials, so, you know, when you shouldn't be getting no commercials. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you don't need to have no commercials. This is, this is me, what I'm doing right now. <laughs> uh, that's right. We Buy Black. We Buy Black, the largest online marketplace for American African-owned businesses. WeBuyBlack.com, girl and bro. Get everything you need from American African-owned businesses is WeBuyBlack.com. Africa for the Africans. Brother Bamani Tahimba is in Tanzania. He'll be back on the 28th. We'll be talking with him when he gets back, I think, uh, December 6th, something like that, that Wednesday. And uh, I'm quite sure they're having a fantastic time. But go to the website, Africa for the Africans.org. His next trip is December 24th to June. June. <laughs> this next trip is December 24th to January 5th, 2023 to Ghana. The next trip after that is March 30th to April 10th to, to Senegal and to Gambia. Then March 24th to June 5th. And that's uh, Ghana. And then July 20th to the July 30th, 2023, Rwanda. November 16th through November 27th, 2023, Tanzania. And then December 24th to January 4th, 2024, Azenia. Uh, formerly known as South Africa. Azenia. That's, that's another reason why, brothers and sisters, they don't control South Africa because they really control it. One of the names of Xenia is still ain't named that because white folks still control it. You got that? Yeah. <sighs> March 29th to April 9th, 2024, Liberia. And brothers and sisters, go to the website. Of course, you can buy land. Um, you can invest. You can repatriate uh, the Kashi products where repatriation could happen there for you or any other place that uh, Brother Bamani can show you. All right. Africa for the Africans. If you want to see pictures, go to facebook.com forward slash Bomani. You want to see videos, go to youtube.com forward slash Bomani 2007. Africa for the Africans. Habasha. Habasha Incorporated. Habasha stands for Helping Africa by Establishing Schools at Home and Abroad. Habasha. They had their launch back in October, early part of October, with the Kashi Project in Ghana. And uh, it's beautiful, man. It's really beautiful. And, of course, the programs and, and uh, things that Habashaw does. You know, Habashaw is a pan-African organization that cultivates leadership in youth and families through practical experiences in cultural education, sustainable agriculture, entrepreneurship, and holistic health and technology. The projects that they have here, but there, there, these are ongoing projects that are also going to be going on on the continent, which is Habashaw Works, Black to Our Roots, Golden Grower, Sustainable Seeds, and the Urban Green Jobs. That's right. It's a beautiful thing. Habashaw. Habashawincorporated.org. Ledge. Ledge stands for Land for the Environmental Development for Group Economics. Brother Peter Brown and his group, the Ledge Group, 
are doing great things. Of course, they have. They deal with the four areas of human existence, the four areas of human necessity, the four areas of human, I mean, you got to have it. (laughs) Food, water, clothing, and shelter. Food, water, clothing, and shelter, brothers and sisters. And they have 12 projects on six countries, 12 projects in six countries going on as I speak. Over 170 employed and over 260 members. Become a member of the Ledge Group. In fact, if you become a member of the Ledge Group, you can buy land in Tanzania. $250 an acre, you can buy land in Tanzania. Abibiatumi. Abibiatumi. A-B-I-B-I-T-U-M-I. dot com. Brothers and sisters, go to abibiatumi.com. A lot of good things are happening on bbatumi.com at this time. Uh, there's all kinds of classes that are going on. And you can buy things, shop, all kinds of good stuff. bbatumi.com, A-B-I-B-I-T-U-M-I.com. Smy Pharmacy. Smy Pharmacy. Brother Jabril, give him a call. If you want to change some things in your life as the new year begins or start right now, here right now, Give them a call at 731-327-6229. That's 731-327-6229. Smy Pharmacy. Send them an email. S-M-A-I-F-A-R-M-A-C-Y at gmail.com. Smy Pharmacy. The excuse me, Moses West Foundation. I know um, Black Friday and then... Um, what is it? Small Business Saturday and Cyber Monday and Giving Tuesday. On Giving Tuesday, brothers and sisters, all the things that I, I present here in the morning is always about supporting some. It's you know, supporting it, you know. But to me, right now, here, right now, there's no better contribution that you can make to the Moses West Foundation that will help not just Jackson, Mississippi. And the water crisis that they're going through. But water is a problem globally. Not that there is no water. There's plenty of water. Water's in the air. That's what this whole thing is about. The brother can take the moisture out of the air, put it into his machine, and go through all kind of filtration and all kind of stuff like that. And open the tap, out comes clean, drinkable water. That is approved by FDA and other agencies. So that's the Moses West Foundation, brothers and sisters. The MosesWestFoundation.org. Go online. Read what they're doing in the uh, Jackson, Mississippi and in and, and, and other areas. And of course, he he builds them and he's, he's a former um, ranger. So he has government contracts but he wants these private contracts. He wants to be able to go out and help people. And that's why he said, no, I don't really want to, I don't really want to donate. I mean, I I don't really want investments. You know, I'm looking for investment. I'm looking for donations. I'm looking for this to help people that you, when you donate, you recognize you're not getting anything back, but the satisfaction that you know that you're helping somebody. And to me, I, although I give, I want I want that money to be earmarked for the continent because of all the things that happens on the continent. 
what's happening right now and of course the eastern Africa Ethiopia Eritrea drought you know Somalia drought so there that is <laughs> yeah well Dada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar located in the West End here in Atlanta Georgia I'm Ralph David Abernathy Boulevard they have delicious smoothies, fruit smoothies. How to say it like that? Cause we botching that, I, I tell you. <laughs> and of course, health food, all kinds of um, things you can get. Vegan, organic wellness. You know, so that's what Dada is. That's what they're about. Give them a call at four 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 four. 404, excuse me, 404-444-1635. 404-444-1635. With Dada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar. They're located right across the street from the um, Soul Vegetarian Restaurant, up the street from the Shrine of the Black Madonna. And, of course, the Shrine is open now. Of course, the holiday season is coming up. Wanza, you know, good place to check out the Shrine of the Black Madonna. The Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall, Mama Nia beautiful sister and she has plenty of books postcards greeting cards gift certificates t-shirts figurines all kind of good stuff also too she has a lineup of of presentations that are that she has for the community uh book signings and so forth give her a call at 404-346-3263 404-346-3263 the medu bookstore in the greenbrier mall the black dot cultural center and bookstore and coffee bar in Lithonia, Brother Gazim de Ajamu. Give him a call at 770-305-6373. He does the same thing with uh, the Mamani. If you looking for a book, and uh, he'll try his best to get it for you, you know. So, so yeah. Brother Gazim de Ajamu, 770-305-6373. There's light in the black dot. And, and, and they're off of Highway uh, 20, Interstate Interstate 20, east of Atlanta. You exit and go left and stay on that street, and then there will be uh, the Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore. Now, stay on the interstate. The next exit, exit 75, Turner Hill Road, and then make a right. On the third light, make another right. And on the left will be the new Black Wall Street Market. The new Black Wall Street Market. Yeah. They're, they're doing some things. I, I've been saying I got to get out there, and I do. So I'm going to come back and report to you some of the things that are happening there, how things have progressed. You know? I definitely want to do that. Tomorrow night, and I'm quite sure they'll broadcast because they're like me. That we, these ain't holidays for us. In fact, when we broadcast on these days, we tell them what they ain't. <laughs> us lifting us to economic development cooperative for our people in the spirit of Ujamaa. Cooperative economics, or as, we, or as we like to say, family-centered economics. Their Thursday night broadcast every Thursday night on blogtalkradio.com. blogtalkradio.com forward slash U-L-U. The name of the program is Dare to Win. Every Thursday night from from set from nine, excuse me, I apologize, from nine to ten. 
from 9 to 10 p.m. And the number to call, you can call to listen or you can call to get questions, comments, or concerns is 929-477-2789. That's 929-477-2789. Us, lifting us. Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop located in Macon, Georgia. Brother Abijah Changa, he has it going on, man. He has everything. He's got furniture, clothing, um, uh, health products. He has even has a vegan restaurant on the on the premises. That's Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop in Macon, Georgia, twenty nine ten Napier Avenue, Macon, Georgia, to be exact. Give Brother Abijah a call. He's open Tuesday through Sunday at eleven a.m. to eight p.m. Give him a call at four seven eight. Two five six one one six six. That's four seven eight. Two five six one one six six. Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop in Macon, Georgia. Sun Goddess Sense. Sun Goddess Sense. Your one-stop natural shop located at forty-one forty Jonesboro Road in Forest Park, Georgia. Inside the International Discount Mall, booth two twenty-five. Brothers and sisters, give my dear friend Shelly Amonset a call at 404-434-7963. That's 404-434-7963. Sun Goddess Sense, your one-stop natural shop. Sanjay-Haiti.org. This is a very, another dear um, uh, charity of mine I, I give to. It is... Sister Gabby Aurelia and the work that she's doing in the northeastern portion of the island of Haiti. Great work with our children. They deal with education, health care, sustainable agriculture, and entrepreneurship. Brothers and sisters, go online and see for yourself at Sanjay, S-O-N-J-E dash Haiti, A-Y-I-T-I dot org. Sanjay dash Haiti dot org. All right. But, uh, of course, I talked about this past Monday the presentation that was given by Baba Rudy on the uh, Kibuka, which is, you know, a very serious program because it's how we got here and how all the things that happened how we got here and the tremendous sacrifice of our ancestors for us to be here and to me I don't believe our ancestors wanted us to be this they didn't want us to be this they wanted us to be African to be who we are Occupant Institute brothers and sisters if you want to give to Occupant Institute, which is the educational, uh, that's the, that's the main thing for Baba Rudy and his, and his lovely wife, Enia, is to educate our young warriors. Make your check or money order out to Occupant Institute, P.O. Box 10786. That's P.O. Box 10786, Atlanta, Georgia, 30310. But you can use PayPal, Yahbarudi at Yahoo, or Cash App. Dollar sign, Yah, Y-A-A, the letter M, and then Baruti, B-A-R-U-T-I, and make your donations. Also, too, 
If you want to get some of the books that Baba Rudy writes, go to akabenhouse.com. Akabenhouse.com. All right. Where am I at now? Okay. I know this is the portion of the program that I, that I always love. And that is the Inye Sesim of daily revolutionary thought. Of daily revolutionary thought. I was putting my glasses on. That's what happened there. Got to have them. Got to have them. November 22nd. Neither brutal assaults nor cruel mistreatment nor torture have ever led me to beg for mercy for I prefer to die with my head held high. Unshakable faith and the greatest confidence in the destiny of my country rather than to live in slavery and contempt for for our sacred principles. Patrice Lumumba. Spirit is the home of sacred principles. It is where warriors find their greatest strengths. There is no meaningful disconnect between what we know we need to be and stand for and divinity out of which all righteousness originates. Spirit is my art. When it comes to my art, when it comes to the liberation, empowerment, and sovereignty of African people, for the warrior there is only truth and lie. No gray area exists. And unless they chose to turn their backs, conceal the divinity within from their own eyes, and act against truth, they will always know what needs to be said and done. Spirit and mind are one for warriors. Spirit not only brings them into an awareness of our origins and our humanity, it also connects them with their personal responsibility to rebuilding the African world. Disconnected from spirit, words become frightened. Other directed individuals fraught with the same psychopathic apprehensions about themselves as their destroyers. They find themselves being drawn deeper and deeper into a downward spiral abyss of spiritless erasion. This is an ugly place for warriors. It is a place from which they must remain distant. Aligning their minds with the sacred principles of our ancestors articulated so well makes this an impossible for those who know that they are African. Ashe. Affirm, I beg no mercy. I beg the enemy for no mercy. Affirm, I beg no enemy for mercy. November 22nd. A man of power is hard to find. The epic of Sanjara. If we wanted to build a liberation army, where would you find the best, most experienced conscious warriors? By what means would you persuade them to walk and talk with you? How will you determine who is an enemy infiltrator, a saboteur? How well who, excuse me, how well potential recruits to be able to tell you that you are not a front for the enemies of Africa, a recruiter looking to identify and reveal those most prone to real revolutionary actions? How would they sustain themselves and how would their methods of gaining sustenance tie them to you? How will secrecy be maintained 
from the inception of their recruitment? How do you how do you assess their abilities and utility? Will they will they unquestionably submit to a direct order or a master plan? Of course, we can always criticize this set of questions by saying this or that critical issue is not being addressed. But what are these critics doing to build actual functioning liberation armies? Yeah, not a damn thing. Affirm, I am a man, a woman of power. Affirm, I am a man and woman of power. Brothers and sisters, the Inye Sesim of daily revolutionary thought. Yeah, the daily revolutionary thought. <clears throat> um, got a lot to talk about, but of course this is uh, uh, the day before misgivings, and of course we want to, you know, talk about talk about tomorrow. Talk about all the things that that happen, you know. I don't know if you notice if you go on Facebook and you go away from it, or you minimize, you know, and I mean just just when you're on Facebook and now you minimize and you go back to it, and then bam, <laughs> all the, the stuff that was, that was on there when you were, you know, strolling down is gone. It's it's not there. Some other stuff is there. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not that, you know, good with computers and so forth. So, that that's, yeah. So, I had a nice little piece I was going to read, but of course not. Not now. Because <laughs> it's gone, you know. So what what should I do? Right? Yes, exactly. I got you, family. I should when I see it, write it down, or some find a way to to get it. Because I've always loved to share good information with the family. You know, I like to be a bearer of good information, factual information. I'm not trying to throw something out there just to be throwing something out there that's not usable in your lives. You know, for us to try our best to. Um, you know, um, raise ourselves up out of this muck and mire and embrace our Africanness, embrace each other. See, the, in, you know, once once again, brothers and sisters, the, the problem and, and how hard this is to do is the fact that we're, we're not in our right minds. No, brothers and sisters, we are not. We are in the mind that the European made for us. That's, that's the mind we in. Mama Marimba, who I love dearly, and who I've since I've been here, although we met many times before, you know, um, when did I first meet her? Was it Detroit? I don't know. I know she came to Chicago. Uh, Ray Ray Wimbush, uh, brother who was a professor at Morgan State in Baltimore, and um, serious in the reparations movement. Uh, 
his book was out at the time and she came to be our guest keynote speaker and uh, was held at Wendell Phillips High School. That's right. We did most of our work at um, the Inner City Studies, which is now the Carruthers Center for Inner City, Inner City Studies, the Carruthers Center on the south side of Chicago, near the Ida B. Wells homes, uh, up the street from White Sox Park. I don't know if they call it, what they call it, I don't know if they still call it Kaminsky, but anyway. And so she was there, and a few other times I called her back. One time I went to the uh, Institute for the Black World in Atlanta, and uh, she did a, she did a, I mean, an impactful libation. <laughs> and so apparently Ron Daniels, Ron Daniels is uh, the chairperson of the Institute for Black World, Professor Ron Daniels. Apparently, he must have said something because she said something to me. When I called her, I said, hey, Mama Marimba, I need Baba Osha. I said, I met you this, this. Oh, okay. Did you think the libation was too long? Oh, I thought it was on point. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, she's she's a beautiful woman, man. She's a strong woman. Yeah. And she's been this way for decades. Um, you know, her master teacher was Dr. John Henry Clark, nine o'clock, you know, yeah, nine o'clock. And so she does everything from an African center, from an African worldview. In fact, I mean, let me do this. Let me go back to that. Let me find that. Let me find that piece. So she said, well, what is an African center? Well, let's go to Baba Baruti again. And see if we can. Hopefully, we can. Uh, I'm telling you. Uh, you know when you when you leave and you come back, for whatever reason, the one that you wanted ain't there no more. And so, so I want you to be clear on what an African center is. Come on. Ah, oh, boy. The other, the other part about that, why, why does it seem that the one I want is the one that's gone? And yes, brothers and sisters, it is gone. Wow. I mean, I could go through it whole thing about finding it, what an African center is. But, uh, shucks. Man, oh man, oh man. I wasn't down this far. Well, anyway. Shucks. She, um, wrote a, wrote a piece some years ago about this day, Tomorrow the day of misgivings and that's what she called it an African centered misgivings an African centered indigenous centered view indigenous of course she means the people who are indigenous to this land I ain't talking about all those negroes who I'm an Indian I ain't, I ain't no African <sighs> and here is the piece 
a group of European scavengers, many of whom had been imprisoned or homeless in England, arrived in New England in 1620. They first lived on Turtle Island. Half of them died within a few months. Squanto, of the Pequot people, who had been in captivity by the Europeans and taken to England, spoke English and formed a, quote, close relationship with these pitiful migrants. He taught them how to grow corn, how to fish, and how to prepare certain foods and other survival skills. The Europeans saw Quanto as an instrument of their God to help his chosen people. In other words, they used him. Chosen people. Chosen. To them, he and his people were heathens and savages. The worldview of the indigenous people, much like the African worldview, taught them to give freely to those who had nothing. Squanto is said to have negotiated a false treaty between the nearby Wampanaga and the, quote, pilgrims, the leader of the Wampanaga nation. That's a uh, can't pronounce his name. <laughs> Donated food stores to the struggling colonies of the Europeans. In 1621, having survived a hard winter due to the help of the uh, Wampanaga, the Europeans celebrated. Has it, this was their custom to have a thanksgiving to their God. No, op, no Wampanaga members any other members of any other indigenous nations were invited and yet they came and supplied most of the food in return for helping them to survive these so called pilgrims decimated the Apamanga with through disease, treachery and slaughter in the years which would follow in 1637 as the Europeans were feeling successful, more powerful, and in control of their newly conquered territory, an expedition was sent to Connecticut near Corton. Over 700 indigenous people, Pequots, were celebrating their yearly harvest, the annual Green Corn, Green Corn Harvest Festival, when they were taken by surprise by the European invaders. Their men were shot and clubbed to death, while their women and children were burned alive. Winthrop, the first governor of Massachusetts Bay Colony, proclaimed a day of thanksgiving, saying that they should, should give thanks to God for helping them destroy these savages and to make way for a better growth. In fact, that quote is from Cotton Mathers, a better growth. What followed constitute one of the most vicious records of continuing massacres of indigenous people of this land now known as America. Yeah. It became a custom of the Caucasian to follow each massacre with a day of thanksgiving. Rewards would be given to those who returned with the skulls of indigenous people later became scalps. You got paid 
when I was a kid, I thought that scalping was indigenous people, European people. Later, it did. Indigenous people, when they moved against another group, they would scalp and go to the European fort and they would train those scalps in for whatever it was. Was it money? Was it whatever? Wine, alcohol, guns. In 1863, it was decided to celebrate only one day. 1863, Abraham Lincoln was in office. And so a day of Thanksgiving was proclaimed by Abraham Lincoln. And it was the fourth Thursday of November. was chosen by the capitalist to maximize the shopping days until Christmas. Give you. It's the beginning of the Christmas season. The day after Thanksgiving. Although that's, quote, Black Friday, and we'll deal with that on Friday. But it's the beginning of the holiday season. In 1970, at the 350th anniversary of the landing of the Europeans, a leader of the indigenous people prepared a speech in which he told the true history of Plymouth and berated the Caucasian people for robbing the graves of the Wampanoaga. The officials of Massachusetts did not allow them to make that speech. Every year since then, indigenous people of this land have looked upon the fourth Thursday of November as a day of mourning. You can look up Russell Means, Susan Bates, and Jacqueline Keeler for more information on the, you know, the day of mourning. Truly. We as African people in America are victims of the same process that resulted in the murder of millions of indigenous people and the decimation of their nations. This is the legacy of Europeans in this country. Taking without thanks, taking without giving is exploitation. Change is not easy. We are used to celebrating with our families on this day. We do. It is also good, so good to come together and to share a meal with each other. But we do not have, but do we have alternatives? Do we have alternatives? And we always need to be in the process of growth. Growth makes, the, growth makes change necessary. We can change a little at a time. Remembering that our goal is sovereignty. Remembering that our goal is sovereignty. Our people who were brought here and suffered all throughout the diaspora and even on the continent. Those 54 states with many of the, of, of the boundaries that you see still call, carved up by Europeans. We want sovereignty. We want to make determinations and, and laws and everything that we do based upon who we are with no outside interference. We want sovereignty. We want independence, self-determination, liberation, and sovereignty. 
We want to do for ourselves. We want to control our land. These, these things cannot be done here. We cannot do them here. The European is selfly entrenched in this land, in, in, in what is now called Australia, entrenched in that land, and other places that the Caucasian decided that's who he wanted to take. Some stuff he did have to give back. We want sovereignty. One, when you are with your family on tomorrow, take a moment to remember and talk about the true meaning of this so-called holiday. And that is the true meaning that the European killed people and thanked his God for allowing him to kill men, women, and children. The European came here with the desire to take this land, the ever encroaching, you know, manifest destiny. It's their manifest destiny. So we must think about the true meaning. I ain't saying you can, you know, all day long. I mean, you do what you want. I mean, obviously many of us are going to do that. We're going to celebrate it. We're going to be with our families. We're going to travel uh, miles, hundreds of miles, maybe even take an airplane thousands of miles or take the bus or train and visit our folks, create some good memories, have some fun, have some good meals, some good times. Maybe you're going to get there Thursday and won't come back to your humble abode until Monday, a great weekend, celebrating family but remember I know know that when the um, it was during Barack Obama's uh, tenure his second term that the pipeline was under attack in Dakota no let me word that properly that the indigenous people are under attack for trying to prevent the pipeline from being built in their ancestral land. But of course, the Europeans said, I don't give a damn about your ancestral land. I'm going to build it anyways. Because they wanted to build it. Um, was it Pierre or Bismarck? Whatever. The, that community said, no, it ain't happening. And it wasn't no deal. So it ain't happening. But we're going to go through the indigenous people's ancestral lands and we're going to build this pipeline. And even after all the protests, going indigenous people going to Washington, other people supporting them, they did it. And it bust, as usual, destroying some waterways and so forth. But it did it. They did it. Especially since Trump came in. Trump won the election prior to, of course, before Thanksgiving. And then he came into office in January. And just like Ronald Reagan, when he came into office, Jimmy Carter had put solar panels on top of the White House. As soon as he came in, he took them down. And once again, oil was the big business. In fact, they bought out the solar and wind to suppress it. 
and they made big money. In fact, Ronald Reagan, the Republicans, <sighs> the the disparity between people who have and have not has never been wider and probably hopefully never will be wider than it is right now and it needs to be brought back into some kind of damn sanity that some people have billions and billions of dollars while a multitude is don't have nothing I look and you know when I say that like that you know what I think about Nigeria I think about Nigeria let me give you a comparison between Nigeria and Libya before they killed Muammar Gaddafi because Muammar Gaddafi wanted to really help Africa. There was no better friend to Africa than Muammar Gaddafi at that time. He was willing to drink that gold dinar, that gold coin. And if you want some oil or you wanted some other minerals, you had to deal with that in that way. They said, oh, hell no. And if you know anything about Lee, look it up. He was not some desperate. He was not taking money for and not sharing with the people. They love Muammar Gaddafi. It's a damn shame what they did. And Barack Obama did it. Him, Hillary Clinton, and European countries, particularly England, France, We don't have to contribute to the profit-making mania organized by the large conglomerates encouraging us to spend money that we don't have during the weekend following that day. Don't shop. I know tomorrow many of us will be there shopping. And all throughout the week, like I said, then, uh, you know, to the stores tomorrow. Uh, then uh, shop online, cyber uh, what Saturday? Oh. <clears throat> We're no, I think it's Cyber Monday and Giving Tuesday. So after you, you don't spend all your damn money on all other things first, now whatever you got left, please give. Please give to organizations and entities that are helping people. Make the sacrifice to fasting on that day. Yes, it will be a challenge, but you still can enjoy your family and at the same time identify for those who were exploited, for those who were murdered and raped of their resources. We have been as we have been. This is not a cause for celebration. No, it's not. Let us choose a day on which the Pan-African world nations gives thanks. <laughs> That'd be beautiful, wouldn't it? Thanks together for the gift of African ancestry and the sacrifices that have been made for us by our ancestors. We could start small with Africans that we know. It is, a it is a process, family. Let us begin it now. Ashe. Ashe, my sister. Mama Marimba Ani. I'm gonna take a break. Let me come back from the break. Some more myths about the Thanksgiving story and the lasting damage that has been done 
Well, one could argue there's no lasting damage. Oh, yeah, it is. When you lose memory, when you lose concepts of how, when you're fed a story, you believe that story like, you know, when we was kids, you know, they, they, you know, the thing was to put a hat on us or put it feathers. So some of us could be Indians, Indians. <laughs> some of us could be pilgrims. You know, when you look at this history, to me, there's no way in hell. Yes, I know we all have Caucasians that we know that were some good people. At least they were good to, to us and in our presence. You know, they were cool. Yeah. But I ain't talking about no individual uh, white folks. I'm talking about the Caucasian collective that you can see what they have done. It's very visible what they have done. The rape, the robbery of people's lands and resources. You can see this. And yet, you still want to hang. Yeah, I know. I know. You still want to hang. I tell you. We for us to be who we are and it's important that we be who we are man I don't know family you know sometimes you deal with it sometimes it's just makes you like brother Nathan McCall's book it makes you want to holler Marvin Gaye makes you want to holler throw up both your hands makes you want to holler so We're going to get ready to do this and uh, take this break and then we'll come back for more. Then, of course, I want you to join the conversation. Give a short perspective. Okay, at 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. Brothers and sisters, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network. We'll be right back. You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshie on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com.
You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. Once again, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. Yeah, some funk for you. Love some funk. I want the P-Funk. Uncut. The bomb. Yeah. So, here's an article I found on the internet. Uh, Claire Bogos, and she's a correspondent uh, for the Smithsonian Institute, talking to this European, Caucasian, David Silverman, might be European Jew, and who, whatever, whatever. He writes in his new book, and this is uh, a few years ago. This land is their land. This land is their land. The, Apa, the Mapanago indigenous people, he says Indians, Plymouth Colony, and their terrible history of Thanksgiving. The troubled history. Much of the story is myth, riddled with historical inaccuracies. Beyond that, Silverman argues that the telling and retelling of these falsehoods is deeply harmful to the Mapanago people whose lives and, and society were forever damaged after the English arrived in Plymouth. He focuses on the Apawagos when the so-called pilgrims landed at Plymouth Rock in 1620. And the chief offered the new arrivals an entry, primarily as a way to protect the Apawaga people against their rivals, the Narragesnets. For 50 years, the alliance was tested by colonial land expansion the spread of disease and the exploitation of resources of Ampanaga land. Then tensions ignited into war, known as King Philip's War, or the war, the Great War of Anakanaga people. The conflict devastated the Wampanagas and forever shifted the balance of power in favor of European rivals. The Wampanagas today remember the entry into their homeland as a day of deep mourning rather than a moment of giving thanks. And she speaks to uh, the gentleman and um, uh, she speaks to him and um, he gives insights. Silverman is a history professor at George Washington University and it makes the argument that in his book it was wrong. And the myth, what is the Thanksgiving myth? The myth is a friend. Is The myth, of course, we all know. We all know it. Like I said, you probably grew up of, of these friendly Indians. The Indians land here, and the people meet them, and they kind of kick it around or whatever. And then uh, they're going to hold a, a dinner, and, and everybody bring their little stuff to sit at the table. <laughs> I don't know what came to my mind, that Thanksgiving dinner, uh, with a peanuts. I know you've probably seen it. You know, Charlie Brown is at the head of the table. Linus at the other, uh, Lucy is at the other end. All the Caucasian kids is on one side, and on the left side is Franklin. <laughs> uh, man. Some, sometimes they don't need to send you no subliminal messages. They just throw it right in your damn face. Teach them how to live in this new place, sit down to dinner, with them and then disappear. 
they handed off America to Caucasian people so they could create a great nation dedicated to liberty, opportunity, and Christianity for the rest of the world to see and to profit from. That's the story. It's about Native people conceding to the the colonialism. It's bloodless and in many ways an extension of the ideology of manifest destiny. What are some of the pointed inaccuracies in the story? Well, one is that the history doesn't begin for Native people until Europeans arrive. People hadn't been in the so-called Americans for thousands of years, ten thousands of years, you know? <laughs> and having history start with the English is a way of dismissing all that. All that came before that is nothing. We Nothing is acknowledged as history until they come on the scene, until they say it's history. Do they say how it, how it should be? The second is that the arrival of the Mayflower is some kind of first contact episode. It is not. Wampanoags and many other indigenous people had centuries of contact with Europeans and Africans and others. And of course, the uh, involving the enslavement of African people. See, I'm talking about the 1600s. We're talking about when did we come here? Yeah. At least two and maybe even more Wampanoags when the pilgrims arrived spoke English and had already been to Europe and back and knew the very organizers of these ventures. Pointedly, using a shared dinner as a symbol for colonialism really has its backward. No question about it, Wampanoagan leaders, the chieftains reached out to the English at Plymouth and wanted an alliance with them, but it's not because he was innately friendly. It was because his people was having been decimated by epidemic diseases and and the, and the chief sees the English as an opportunity to fend off his rivals. See, that's the deal. Had they looked at these Caucasians, hey y'all, f- let's drop that. Let's all come together and just get rid of these people. We're dying because of them. Let's get rid of these people. They come here with, with superior weaponry, as you know if you listen to this program. The European has always found a better way to kill your ass and get rid of these people. <laughs> That's not the stuff of Thanksgiving pageants, is it? The Thanksgiving myth doesn't address the deterioration of this relationship culminating in one of the most horrific colonial wars on record, King's Philip's War, and also doesn't address the Wampanoag's survival and the adaptation over the centuries, which is why they're still here despite the odds. Right on right on indigenous people. Many of them are. But a lot of them have succumbed to all kinds of things. And even though indigenous people were awarded casinos, uh, if you've been out east of Fox, well, hell, hell, Wisconsin, I'm from Wisconsin, the Oneida and and the uh, casino, Potawatomi, Potawatomi Indians, you know. And of course, India is not a proper word because Columbus thought he was India and he named them Indians, and he never set foot on the um, U.S. mainland. He was in the Caribbean, you know, Bahamas, uh, Hispaniola, which is now um, Haiti, and the Dominican Republic. All of this madness. For quite a long time, English people have been celebrating Thanksgiving that they didn't involve feasting. They involved fasting and prayer 
and subjugation to God. In 1769, a group of pilgrim descendants who lived in Plymouth felt like their cultural authority was slipping away as New England became less relevant within the colonies and the early republic and wanted to boost their tourism. So they started a to plant the seeds of this idea that these pilgrims were the fathers. They were the fathers of America. <laughs> what really made it the story is that the publication mentioning this dinner published by Reverend uh, Alexander Young included a footnote that said, this was the first Thanksgiving, the great festival of New England. People picked up on this footnote. The idea became pretty widely accepted. And Lincoln declared Thanksgiving a holiday, the third, the fourth, the fourth um, Thursday of the month, so they could, people could shop and da da da. They, that wasn't mentioned at the time, of course, but that became the idea. It gained uh, purchase in nineteen uh, in the eighteen hundreds when there was enormous amounts of anxiety and agitation over immigration. The white Protestant stock, the white Protestant stock of the United States was widely unhappy about the influx of European Catholics and Jews and wanted to assert its cultural authority over these newcomers. How better to do that than to create this national founding myth around pilgrims and the Indians inviting them to take over their land. This myth-making was also impacted by the uh, radical policies of the 1800s. The Indian Wars were coming to a close and there was an opportunity in time to have Native Americans to include them you know, the time they had, to include them in the national myth. You wouldn't have done that that when people were reading newspapers accounts of a, on a regular basis of the atrocities of violence between Caucasian and Native people in the West. What's more doing Reconstruction that the Thanksgiving myth allowed New Englanders to create this idea that the bloodless colonialism in their region was the origin of the country, having nothing to do with these wars and nothing to do with captivity of African people. Americans could feel good about their colonial past without having to confront the re really dark characteristics of it. I'm going to read a little bit more and I'm going to open these lines up. And uh, for your questions or comments. Did all Wampanoagans want to enter into alliance with the English? Of course not. You ain't gonna read that. You write that King Philip's war. Efforts to unify different tribes against the settlers were, weren't always successful. And how does your telling of these events differ from other existing scholarships? Well, that's easy. The main difference has to do with King Philip's war. The question is whether native people led by Prince or Phillips, as the English called him, were plotting a multiple tribal uprising against the English. I think they were some of, that's what they should have did. Some of the historians' colleagues think it's a fig, figment of paranoid English people's imagination. But I see a lot of warning signs building during the 1600s and 17, 1670s from the Englishmen who lived very nearby the Wampanoago people and were terrified of what they were seeing on the ground. I see a pattern of political meetings between native leaders who hated each other and yet they were getting together over and over again. It adds up to me. That's right. These people start to realize, hey man, bump these people. Get these folks off our land. 
there's this tendency to see the English as the devils and all this. I don't think there's any question. They, are, they were in the wrong. But it doesn't let them off the hook to say that Native people wouldn't take any more. And regardless of that, I think the evidence shows that Native people had reached their limit and recognized that if they didn't rise up immediately, they were going to become landless subordinates to English authority. And this is about to contrary to the Thanksgiving myth that one can get. That's the story we should be teaching our children. They should be learning about why Native people reached the point rather than this nonsense that Native people willingly handed off their land, their country to these invaders. It doesn't, it does a damage to how Native countrymen and women feel as a part of this country. It makes them, these Caucasians, a lot less reflective about their privilege, where their privilege comes from. And it makes us less critical as a country when it comes to interrogating the rationales that leaders will marshal to act aggressively against foreign others. If we're taught to cut through the colonial rhetoric, we'll be better positioned to cut through modern colonial and imperialistic rhetoric. I agree. Nine, one, three. Hey, Rick, how you doing? I'm good, brother. How you doing? I'm well, thank you. Can you hear you. me? I can hear you. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, I, I just so much appreciated what you were reading. And, uh, you know, having a little bit of knowledge of history, you know, I'm, I, I remember, brother, the first time I read David Walker's Appeal. Mm. I must have been about 15, yeah. 16 years old. And that just directed me. I mean, nobody around me, <laughs> that, that was my direction, you know. Um, and, and that is a book that I insisted, and my children, some of my children are, got angry at me that I insisted that they read that book. Mm -hmm. you know, I don't care what else they right. do, read this book. Because right. you need to know, you know, the reality of not just what your father talks about, but what people have been talking about 250 yeah. right. years ago. Exactly. The exactly. same thing. And, and, and to give them an idea of what the future should be about as opposed to what the present is. Mm -hmm. And I had one of my sons tell me one day, and it I mean, if I, if I had died at that moment, I would have realized I had lived a good life. He said, Dad, that's the best book I've ever read. Right on. Right and, on. Uh, you know, it, 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 the thing is, and I'm, I'm not just saying about me, I'm just making a point that we, we constantly talk about how we can, and I don't, and I don't, this is not you, I'm saying most of the media that we hear, and uh, they talk about how we can make things better. And, and, and as an ironic point, that same son that I just mentioned, mm -hmm. he told me one of the best things he did was move out of the house and, and start taking care of himself. Yes, that's a great and thing. And there's a lesson in that. Yes. I mean, it, yes, mm -hmm. that, that's when you know you've been successful that's right. That's right. in teaching your children how to how to live. Mm -hmm. First of all, they have to, you know, we're still family. I still love him. He still loves sure, me. of course. But he's mm -hmm. got his own life to live, and that's mm -hmm. how we should be about these white folks here. And I, you, we, some people call them Americans. They're white folks. I mean, you can just look at them. They're really not even white. They're pink folks. <laughs> and I, you know, sometimes I say it just to let them know that I see you, you know, for mm -hmm. what you are, and you're mm -hmm. not white. You know, I know what white is. You know, and you, y'all ain't white. But 
that, that that's just like a, a little put down that I have to throw out towards them every once in a while. <laughs> Put them in their place. But I, I, I'm just saying. Yeah, it, no, it's, it's true. I, yeah, it's, true. it's the truth. I ain't going to tell them nothing mm-hmm. that ain't the truth. But they tell me, yeah, we all Americans. No, we ain't, you know, because you don't. The, the thing says that the sons and daughters of Africa have no rights that a white man, yep. they were able to identify them mm-hmm. as that a white man is bound to respect. Yep. That's, the Dred Scott, so, that's the Dred Scott decision of 1857, man. And Judge Tandy, uh, Chief Justice, wrote the, wrote the opinion yep. on it, and it's still applicable today because that is the mindset. Today. Never, wa- never, never was overruled. Never. Never was. Never. And people don't realize that, that mm-hmm. when they go into court, they are automatically in a minority. Mm-hmm. They are automatically a defendant, whether they're a prosecutor or what. It's up to the pink judge to determine. The jury can say something, and the judge can even overrule them. Mm-hmm. So it, 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 we don't really understand. You know, Dr. Jerome Fox has an excellent book that I've read, and I continue to read because every time I read it, I see something I didn't see the mm-hmm. last time. I would recommend it to anyone. Uh, especially children or, or young people. I mean, children often don't like to read, but, you know, when you get 15, 16, your mind is, is mm-hmm. developing. And and there are points in there that, you know, and he's not the only one, of course, but there are points in there for the modern and the future time that people, young people, should have in their minds to recognize their place in society, number one, to recognize the opponent's, to their success and their happiness that are built into the society to recognize like what we call racism, but it's really just, it's just evil. We we call it racism for for lack of a better word. (laughs) And somebody Mm -hmm. one day will come up with a better word for it. I just call it evil Yeah, because there's no way in the world that even someone that I don't like, that I'm going to mistreat them. I'm going to just stay out of their way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You See, know what I'm saying? And, and if they need a ride and it's raining and I got a car and they're walking, I might even offer them a ride. See, that's that. that these, that bastards, yeah. these people would splash water that's right. on you. <laughs> you know? Drive by, find a yeah, puddle, and I just mean, go by fast. Mentality. Yeah. Well, you know. That, and like I said, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's the thing that I always often said about racism. In fact, I'm going to do a piece on racism very soon that I've done many times mm-hmm. before because there's no such thing as race. Race is a, a right. is is a human construct, right? You know, there's no such thing as race. There's only one race that is the human race, of which African people are the fathers and mothers of. Europeans created this idea, this concept of race, uh, giving right. themselves the top position, but everybody else at the lower position. And you can uh, look up two individuals, specifically one is Carol Linnaeus, and the other is Johann Blumenbach. Johann Blumenbach, mm-hmm. those two individuals mm-hmm. they talk about all the time, you know. And see, because they made this concept of race up, you know, and 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 and, and we've uh, have been been impacted deeply by it, you know, that this yeah. we the black race, and of course they're the white race, and, and, and you know right. that's why the I don't exact opposite exactly by the way. exactly. So that's why I don't deal with race. I I say it this way: European, Caucasian extremism because i don't use supremacy it's extreme their mindset and what they have done to people is extreme european caucasian extremism privilege racism and privilege i put the racism there because they're the only ones that created it and they're the, and, and they're the ones that perpetuate it 
And of course, mm-hmm. it, it has established their privilege because mm-hmm. of this idea, this false concept of race. And but of, but of right. course, it 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 gives them the right they feel through this concept to subdue. And and of course, the 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 theology of it, the theology of it, the right to go rule over others, the infidels, the non-believers, and so forth, to take their land, take their resources, eliminate them. You see, so now, nah, man, this this is the deep stuff that our people it, it don't is understand. Deep. It, it's deep in one sense, in the sense of of of, of finding the cause of it. Mm-hmm. But the solution to me, I think, I think, and this is just my thought, I think it's really simple. We just need to announce a separation, a cultural, national, whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it, like Elijah Muhammad, and this has nothing to do with religion. I'm talking about people. David Walker talked about it. Right. Many other people spoke about it. Right. They, they they use a different term, but they recognize, like many of us don't, mm-hmm. that as long as we try to participate equally or morally in this society with their standards, it, we have. It's like playing a chess piece. It's like you playing chess and you got two pawns mm-hmm. and they got a complete set. Yeah, and you try to use those right. pawns to try to advance your position. Yeah. It just ain't gonna work. Statistically, it ain't gonna work. And they come up with these terms that try to make you think you and I think that we're, you know, we're we're just like them. No, we're not. We're not just like them. We're in fact. I'm glad the terms black and white are being used because we are the exact opposite of them. Mm-hmm. Even though we do things that we sometimes don't like, we don't do it for the reasons that they right. do it. They have a whole society. Man, these people are going into outer space. They're getting ready to turn this planet into a big old plantation. And I wondered about I wondered about why it's even called a planet, because that's the beginning of a plantation. Mm-hmm. The first five P L A N E T, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I see that their future is about. That's what Elon Musk is is, is right. advocating and, is and going about. And we don't. We thinking about what's the number going to be tonight, mm-hmm. you know? And these people are looking at what the future is going to be, and we don't, as a group, as a culture, we don't really focus on future. I want my grandchildren to be able to open the windows in the morning, and feel the fresh, the fresh air come in, and 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 go out and and do what it is they have in their mind to do that's productive, not to go get a job. Got to get up on Saturday morning because I got to pay the rent. Well, that's what the slaves did. They just give you a few dollars. But as far as you know, working for a future, that's where I think we we miss we 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 on the we are the two pawns on the chessboard yeah. when we talk about the president. Yeah. You know, well, because we don't have a plan that we are working, and that's why right. I really do appreciate the people like Dr. Fox and Neely Fuller. Mm-hmm. And those folks that have studied this and really done all the legwork for us, all we got to do is just adapt the principles. Even if you can't do all of them, do some of them. Mm-hmm. That's how I learned to play chess. You know, I got beat plenty of times. Plenty. Of time. In fact, every beating I got taught me something. That's Don't right. Do that That's what again. you're supposed to Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All those things are, yeah, are things you should learn from. Exactly. Well, I got a bunch of exactly. other callers. Let me get a couple of these callers in and just hang on with you, brother, brother Rick. Okay? Okay, I appreciate you. Thank, Thank you, brother. All right, four four three four four three. Good afternoon, brother Oshie. Thank you for taking my call, hey. brother Earth. Hey, brother Earth, how are you doing, man? 
Oh man, this, this show is amazing. Um, <laughs> it, it's amazing, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because people, people who who and Dick Gregory would always say, when you put on the when the universe chooses you to put the glasses on, you can't take them off, and you can't unsee what you saw. Mm-hmm. And once you put them on, you see things different. Right. Uh, I look at Thank Killing. I look, and he, and he was he was using a metaphor, but he was absolutely correct. I, I, I see this Thanksgiving and this Christmas and this this uh, this rabbit laying eggs that golden chocolate eggs out his butt and and all the heroes again and all these things. I see all that differently because when I was born, I was I was I was like my parents. But when I die, I'm going to be of my decision. Mm. So I'm deciding consciously to, to mm. follow this path, this path, this path of of of, of, of what I believe is a truth. And, and it keeps panning itself out because you're absolutely correct. Uh, race is a construct which is used to perpetuate white supremacy, mm-hmm. and and that's and that's basically what it's used yeah. for. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it's not, it's it's not we, because it, it's not it's not real biologically. Okay? It can't be. It's not real biologically, but if but it's I real can socially. use a pint of blood from a black from a white man, and a white man can use a pint of blood from a black man, how are we different? Mm-hmm. How are we other than now psychologically being different, psych, being taught to be different? That's, that's why sometimes OC people say, I, "I know some white people that's all right," and you do, mm-hmm. they're all right, but the system that they live under, mm-hmm. they know it's wrong, but they're not going to stand up and say, "I'm giving all my money to them black people down the street because they want to go to Walmart." I'm not going to do that. They're not going to do that. And and if we don't detoxify ourselves, in other words, we are we're actually addicted to this lifestyle that we yeah. live. This, it, I mean, if that... I told my family I'm not coming, and I do, I don't go to Thanksgiving uh, celebrations. I don't do Christmas celebrations, and no one says anything to me. I'm six foot two, two hundred some pounds. Yeah. You, ain't, you ain't gonna say no whole lot to me, but I I I, I feel them when I get around them, especially mm-hmm. people who are trying to understand, but. I, I, I let them know that I don't. I know no more than you. I am no better or no less than you. But what I am is a, is a person who's not waiting for a savior to come take me. And, and I put all my things at your feet, Martin Luther King, and you get us to the other side. Obama said, no, I don't do that. Or I, I'm not going to sit here and say someone who lived a million years ago is is helping me. Yeah, they helped me with their thought and with them what they the things they said. But they're not coming to get me. Mm-hmm. They're not coming. To, oh, see, nobody's coming to get you. They're not coming. Because if Africa, if the Africans in Africa were coming to the United States to get their, their kidnapped people, they would have built a boat and came over here and got us. Mm. But see, I don't have to go to Africa because Africa's in me. That's right. When you plant, you plant an African seed in the United States, you grow an African. You don't grow a Negro. N word and all that, all that foolishness. I could give a damn. We already know the problem. Don't come on this radio and tell me what the problem is anymore. We know the problem. I live, I live real quick, and I'm gonna stop. I live right next to Towson University, which is uh, mostly white. And I see these black sisters walking with these white girls, and they got there. The, the the white people hair on their hair is fake, but the girls they with their hairs is considered real. 
Mm-hmm. They got real white people hair. They got the fake white people hair. And they with the white girls and they he hee and ha ha and they're indoctrinating themselves into a culture which they will never be accepted. No. I don't care if they marry a white boy and have little half and half children. But you see that. They're pre- never going. But you go see that all the time on commercials that nowadays, don't you? Every time a commercial comes, it's almost every other commercial or two, a Caucasian man and American African woman or a, a American African man and a Caucasian woman. I seen the other day an Asian man and a, an American African woman on a commercial. Oh man, I'm, I'm telling you, man, this is deep. But listen, you know, I, I love that you brought up Jerome Fox, man, because to me that the title of his book, you know, Addicted, Addicted to White, The Oppressor, in the league with the oppressed, excuse me, the oppressed, the oppressed in the league with the oppressor, a shamed based alliance. Correct. That's the and that's the part. Yeah, and yeah. that's the part that, that drives it home. When mm-hmm. he says a shame based, those little black girls that's walking with them white girls, they are really ashamed of who they are. Yeah. They hate themselves. They don't want that nose. They don't want that that nappy hair. Somebody told them that nappy was ugly. It's ugly. Come on now. Yeah. So they don't want it, but they Mm want to be. They want to. They want to take the path of least resistance. Mm -hmm. And the path of least resistance is to go along to get along. It is. But they. But but what they don't understand is that at the end of what at the end of the road where they're trying to get to, they'll get all the degrees. They'll get a a nice car, a nice Mm -hmm. house. And when they get pulled over, they'll be treated like an N-word. That's right. Like because I hate saying nigga. it. They'll be treated like that. Mm-hmm. When they tell me how, how much money you got, Oprah Winfrey, Jamie Foxx, how many white girls you with, you are still going to be treated just like any other yeah. broke Negro or Nick, whatever you want to call it. Because, in, this, in is, the, because, because this is right. theirs. This is not ours. It is theirs. Right. And they dictate. Right. They dictate. They run this. This is theirs. And we keep begging. Oh we keep begging to treat me, you know, with respect and treat me with dignity. Let me be a part of this. We didn't we help fight the Indians uh, with you? Didn't we go to? Haven't we participated in every damn war that you have been involved in? And you are a warring ass people. So you know, please let me be who I am in your stuff. Well, you can't be in his stuff, especially being an African. You can't be that. That's why they want your ass out. That's why they try to figure, they're trying to figure out ways to, to eliminate us, to get you out. Because they know paranoia. This is real. That's correct. You and, and, and Oshi, they're coming for your children. Yeah. And when this brother that was just on said that his son said that he wanted to leave the house because he wanted to be a man, he stepped over to the other side. And, and he, he stepped over to what men do. Men, men take care of their families. Men take care of men. Men don't ask. I'm not asking white people for no freedom. Uh, would you, we we going to overcome. Overcome what? You've already overcome. Just by the fact that you're not dead, you're overcome. White people wanted to exterminate you, and that's what they're trying to do with food, with drugs, with alcohol, with homosexuality, mm-hmm. and with interracial marriage. Even the white man that's married to an Asian voted against interracial marriage. Are mm-hmm. you serious? And you think we're confused. We're following up people. You can't be a Supreme Court justice unless you're married to a white man. You can't be a vice president of the United States unless you're married to a white man. <laughs> Come on now. These yeah. are the ones they're picking out of all the black women they could have picked. Yeah. You pick, you pick the one that's married to a Jew. 
And so, and we're going to make you, and whenever you say something and you have a platform, we're, if we can control you, which we do, we're going to make you apologize or go on an yes. apology tour if you want to keep that real money. Yeah. Because real money is the money you don't have to, well, you act like you don't have to count. But let's be perfectly clear. How much of it are you taking with you, Ocean? Yeah. yeah. Wait, how much of that money are you, are you, are you, are, did, did Steve Jobs have before he died? How much money did he take with him? None of it. And 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 the thing on and the thing on that is that when you marry Caucasian, that's who's getting that money. That's right. All those brothers, all those brothers who play basketball, you know, just like all those cats in the Dominican Republic, which is so damn color struck and ignorance that is is pathetic. That all the baseball players, all of them, damn near. I don't know one baseball player of the Dominican Republic who's married to a sister, a woman that birthed him. I have, I have all the ones that I know of and seen. They're all married Caucasian. Let me get some, let me get some other folks here or brother Irvin. Yes, and just, just stay with me. Okay. Put me on mute. Thank, thank you, you, big brother. Thank you. No, thank you, brother. Uh, yeah. Uh, three, four, seven, three, four, seven. Good afternoon. Hey, yeah. Oh, see, the only thing I like white is my teeth and maybe my t-shirts. <laughs> And uh, my socks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Other than that, yeah. man, I'm not too into anything white because, you know, most things white are really bad for you. Mm-hmm. Sugar, yeah. flour, yes. crackers. Yeah. You know crackers. what I mean? So, <laughs> you know, whenever you start talking about addicted to white, you know, yeah. Mr. Fox, he got it pretty much, yeah. you know, on on point, but you know, give me some white teeth, a white t-shirt, um, a white pair of socks, tube socks, and I really don't want no white drawers on me at all because I don't want nothing white near to my private parts. You know what I mean? Keep that away from me. But uh, you know, we we we're in a situation like I was saying, man. We we are being integrated with pure whiteness every opportunity sure. they get. You remember sure. there was a time when there were laws on the books about interracial marriage. Now, between interracial relationships and homosexuality, you can't even watch TV mm. because it's going to be integrated within it every opportunity and chance it gets. So, you know, hey, you know, I don't know, honestly, if one thing Irv had said about Elon Musk wanting to go up to outer space, mm-hmm. I don't know if they really would like to go up to outer space and, and, and start a new civilization or if they even really believe that they could start a new civilization. I just see it as some sort of um, exploring type of action that they're taking for their twisted fantasies and fulfillment of um, getting their jollies off, you know. I, 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 I can't see them. I can't see them leaving this. Even though every chance they get, they try to destroy it yeah. to go and try and start a new civilization. Well, that's the that thing. That doesn't have when the I, that this I don't, does. I don't know if you were listening to the time that I talked about when I was in high school. Uh, 
there was an assignment. We read this piece and where the Caucasian had left Earth, you know, and, and went to another planet. And everything was all great until they started messing that planet up to the point that they had to get, they had to come back. And they left us here. And then they want to know, can they come back? And of course, me, because that was the 60s, I was saying, hell no, they can't come back. No, they can't come. But the idea was for, from my understanding, was you to have sympathy and empathy for those who made a, who made a choice and made a mistake and to allow them to come back instead of saying for them to go ahead and die right there, you know. But my contention well, that's, was. That's because, that's because we don't have that, I guess, spirit with us, in us to kill the cracker. No, we don't. That's not Giving every opportunity and chance we could. I mean, that's just, mm-hmm. I guess, maybe not in our nature, or it's the way the universe has it set up mm-hmm. to where as we're forgiving of this beast. Because the reality is, there's no place in the world where the white man has gone where people of color have been living in peace and harmony right. that right. they just may go and mess shit no. up. You Nowhere. know, just destroyed it. Nowhere. You know, it did all sorts of things mm-hmm. to the indigenous people of the land. Rape, mm-hmm. rob. I mean, it's just, it's just where the white man's nature is. And unfortunately, nobody wants to talk about it. Right. Yeah. You know, but, you well, know, well, I want to talk about it. I want to talk about it. I talk about it every well, Monday, yeah, Wednesday, I, and Friday, I, I, I and, and days in between. Believer in it. Yeah, I, I I believe that we need to address it, the atrocities that have faced our people at the hands of this white man. Every yes. chance we get, we yeah. should never see. That's ever, why ever allow him to feel like he could get away with what he's done to us and that we don't deem or see him as the perpetual enemy that he is. Yes, exactly. I mean, and so that's why another cracker. And that's why I'm I'm down with reparations. I'm down with reparations when we get our act together, we understand what reparations is about, is to repair us as a people. I ain't down with no damn uh, ADOS and all that other shit. I ain't down with no few folks here or there trying to get some money or, or, or some, some, some kind of thing. No, damn that. They harmed us immensely. They harmed us deeply in Africa and everywhere else. That's why so many of us can't think outside of the imposed boundaries of these crackers that put on us or, or can't release that vice grip that they have on our minds to think victoriously. But you know, some of us don't feel like they have a vice grip I know or, they don't or, because or you think you got your own mind. Because you think you got your own damn they, mind. They enjoy. Yes. They enjoy the position that they have achieved. I mean, think about it. Do you think Oprah will give up her position? Do you think any of these so-called Black celebrities or Athletes. rich blacks would give up their position. Of course not. To 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 live like most normal black people live. I mean, not. that's why you have so few. I mean, taking comparison the amount of billionaires that are white compared to the amount of billionaires that are that are black. It's like an anomaly. 
Yeah. I mean, well, everything's we an anomaly compared to Caucasians. Everything is an anomaly compared to Caucasians. But the bottom line is, what if? And I, you know, and I understand what you're saying, Jay, and I agree with that. And I got to get some other callers. And man, the lines are blowing up. But well, what glad, if? Glad, yeah, I, you know, we'll wrap. Okay, okay, Jay. Hold have on. Have a good, have a good turkey day. Just don't <laughs> eat too much white meat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jay. <laughs> oh man. Hey, my brother, how you doing? Way cool. Hey, hey, brother, how's it going, man? I'm oh, going, going well, man. Good. Thanks to you. Good, good. <laughs> well, I, I just try to do my best when I can. Just yeah, I hear part, you, brother. Yep, that's, that's the only thing we can do. All right. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't want to go into a rant about um, tune in, but it's it's, it's bad. Is it? But I'm not, I'm able to just the only way I was able to listen is to call in, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, so that's what I'm doing. Well, I'm I'm gonna make that, that announcement that. consistently, uh, so uh, the, right. the brothers and sisters who are listening, because I mean, if you're right. if they're cutting in on the program, and you're and you're it experiencing is. that, that's a no. And, and not only right. that, we ain't getting a dime for it. So you know. Right. Right. Because see, they they they. I guess that's what Elliot said. That the numbers up. That's why they're doing it. But yeah. it's a good term for people that want to listen to the program. And then mm-hmm. it cuts in. Now I can see maybe one, maybe two commercials doing doing the hour, and hopefully do it coincide yeah. with a commercial or something like that. But doing the program is disrupting the program. Yeah. Well, we're gonna try to get so to the bottom, you know, wherever we can. So I appreciate it. Okay. Uh, let me uh, get, catch this other call, Quaku. You hold on, okay, brother? Sure. Thank you. All right. All right. Two two five two one five two four two one five. Good afternoon. Baba Oshi. Peace and blessings unto you. How are you? I am doing well, brother T. How you been, brother? What's, what's been happening with you? Brother Brother, I'm bobbing and weaving and I'm gonna let the good get even. <laughs> All right. I just wanna call in to send peace and love and blessings out to those in the struggle and those having hard times in these times, like I'm doing now, you stop by and see what they need. Not traditionally. I told them you don't follow traditions that are not your traditions. That's right. If you need something. That's right. You need something. That's right. So also, uh, I believe everyone's living in my world. Every job I've had, I've done it my way. Mm-hmm. I got fired or I left. I never bowed down to anyone. I've seen many brothers bow down, stand up, even against my own turn against me because of my personality. Mm-hmm. I believe you have a chance today you only have today to make things better than they were yesterday yeah. and bring peace and harmony to those who are tormented i'm talking about those who are walking around you can look in their faces and sometimes you can't strike a conversation with them bring them some type of hope yeah. let them know that you are in control of what you're doing now you take control of your health get outside see some sun get that sun in the back That's of your right. iris yeah get that you know sun what I mean? like that vitamin d Mm-hmm. That's right. Bend down and touch your toes and do those things because these demons are ready to do it again. They're starting up this RSV crap. And like I keep telling people, I'm certified in this stuff. And they're playing games and they're trying to do it again. But mm-hmm. if everyone gets their vitamin D, their vitamin C, which they're trying to take away and part of this legislation, they're trying to take away all vitamins. Mm. Every, every one of them. So right now we have a chance today to at least say something positive, be positive, be something that you want to see. And all I do is give hope. 
And I want everyone out there in the struggle. Everyone is hard. It's hard, but just find a reason to smile. And like I said, if you heard I was celebrating, that's a worldwide lie. <laughs> right on, brother. God bless you. You too, my and brother. To those and to your listeners, everyone be safe and don't worry about no damn turkey. For real. You know what I mean? You, you wait till now to eat turkey. You wait till now to tell people to tell you how to be happy. It's a holiday. You're supposed to be happy. I'm happy every day. Every day. Well, listen, I appreciate you. I appreciate what you send me. Continue to do so, brother. Have a blessed and wonderful day. All right. Peace to you, and, man. And peace. thanks for taking my call. God Always. All right. Uh, um, I'm opening this, this line. It says, Alpha, difference is this brother Paul. Who is this? Hello? Your line is open. Hello? Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Okay. Maybe just want to listen. All right. If anybody wants to get back in, hit star twice. Hit star twice. That lets me know you want to get back in. We got a few minutes left. Let's take that. Okay, go ahead. Hello? You unmuted yourself. Hello, hello. Good afternoon. Must be some bad problem on your end. Anybody else want to get back in? Hit star twice. All right, 913-913. Go ahead, Brother Rick. Yes, you know, I, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying the, the, the callers and the conversation and I, I just uh, just want to reiterate it, and I know you think the same way, man. But, you know, I've often thought, and, and lately a lot, we should just declare ourselves non-Americans. <laughs> Elijah Muhammad had a plan where we would get five states mm-hmm. on the eastern coast of, of this continent. Right, no, the, no, no, those five states, right, the five states that, that Elijah Muhammad talked about are pretty much the five states that the Republic of New Africa was talking about as well, which is uh, Louisiana, uh, Mississippi, uh, Alabama, Georgia, and South Carolina. That's right. And, you know, and, and and we should, you know, it would be a wonderful thing before I finally close my eyes in this dispensation to know that, that we have that to work with. Because I am sure that those five things that you missed, hold, sir, hold on. I, and I'm just saying, I'm sure that if we, it's just like when your children move out, man, and, and you know, they, they, they got enough knowledge to know how to get things going, you know? Yeah. You don't have to change their pamper no more. You got to, you know, buy their food. We got enough knowledge and brothers and sisters sure. that are intelligent enough for us to run our own, man. You know, we can be cordial, but give well, us I our tell own. You. I tell you, or take yeah. our own. I don't want to just wait for give because you know they don't give us nothing but hell. Uh, that's right. But we got to develop the the thought and the knowledge well, and the ability to take what we want if that's what we need. But see, the and thing on that, do that, the thing on that, and I understand what you're saying, and I agree to some extent. But we had those opportunities back then after our captivity. Yes. You know, at the turn of the last century, we had Rosewood, we had Allentown, we had. Uh, 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 Tulsa, Oklahoma. We had um, um, uh, what's that in Arkansas, Elaine, Arkansas. A number yes. of places where we were running stuff. We were kind of self-contained. But what happened to call Cage? This is his. This is not ours. He. he but one, he's one mistake. Selfish. One mistake. One one thing that we missed is we did not develop the proper defense. There you go. Territory. And that's see, not going to happen what, that's here. That's got to be. That's got to be number one on the list. Right. How do we defend right. anything we want? And if we don't develop that, 
All of these other things are just pipe dreams. We have got yeah. to be willing to go to battle, man. In, in fact, that's why I contend it's not here because this is theirs. They claim imminent domain in a second. You know, anything found, we move in you. So my contention is that we go home. We make the brothers and sisters understand that we are one. We're one Africans. We're not Nigerians. We're not Cameroonians. We're not uh, 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 Kenyans. We're Africans. One Africa. You can maintain your ethnic identities and your cultural, I mean, your, your country identities if you want to. That's fine. But we're one Africa. Africa has more resources than any other uh, 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 landmass on this planet. More resources. Than, that it, ch- check this out. It has had more resources. It's been being ripped off for at least three, four hundred years, and it still has more resources. It still has more well, diamonds. We ought, to, more we ought gold. to create a new Africa right That's here right. on this east coast. Like we ought to create a new Africa, like Elijah pointed us towards, and many others. We, we just you, you made the point. This is not their land. They took this land, right. so we need to take our part back. Well, see, and that's the, the thing. people that we call Indians, they're not Indians as you most right, correctly identify. They're our brothers and sisters. They were here before white folks, and they'll be here when white folks are gone, if my will gets put forward. So I'm saying yeah. we don't have to – we can move, but we, we can also move. take what's ours and we stay in move. the five states – yeah. Those five states that Elijah pointed us toward, that's, that's what I think, is the, the path toward our salvation, brother. Well, I, 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 I beg to differ because hey, I think – yeah, yeah. go ahead, Jay. Let me, let me just say this right quick. Ain't no way a God grieves earth will I ever go to five states that I would have to be under the government of – the nation of Islam. It ain't going to happen, brother. I remember staying no, under, the under the government of Islam. That's not I'm, what I said. I'm, I'm, I'm saying you said five five states that the nation. I'm pointing it no, out. He, hold on, Jay. Hold on, Jay. Hold on, Jay. He meant that's, that that's, that's what, what, what they proposed. That's not what he said. But what he so said. So he said five that they opposed. I know what he said. Right. He said that the nation back in the day opposed right. to the white man. To give them five not, states, but he's not talking about the nation of Islam controlling this. I'm practice. not advocating. I'm not advocating right. anything from the nation of Islam. That's right. just common sense, brother. When you can't, when you can't live in harmony with someone, you get your own. That was the essential point that Elijah was saying, and he said, if you want to show some harmony, if you want to show some appreciation. Then let us have five states. That wasn't. He didn't say let us all become Muslims. Well, I, I always thought that was kind of. I always thought that was kind of twisted in the sense because the white man ain't gonna give you a damn thing. That ain't that's how he exactly operates. Right. He ain't never uh, operating on that level. That's why they never got it. And they, and, and, you know, now if they want to buy five states and they got the resources and the money to buy five states. Then hey, go ahead and do it. I su- I support that. But even if they was given the five states, and there was some sort of call for black folks to come and be a part of that five state territory, I stay my black ass where I'm at, New York City, before <laughs> I would ever go and live under 
the guidance of the nation of Islam. It just like it. it, it but see, it but was hold like, on, Jay. You know, I'm going back home. Under that. Right. Yeah, nobody's advocating that, brother. You hearing something that's not being said? I'm not, certainly I'm not. That you said that, brother. Jay, I, you never said it. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. I got to cut you off, Jay. He's not saying that. What he's saying is the same thing that Republican New Africa is talking about. We're taking these five states and we're creating here in this country a nation within a nation. That's what he's saying. Okay? He, he, right. He's not talking about the nation of Islam. He just mentioned the fact that maybe he didn't know that Republican New Africa talked about that. But he knows the nation oh, of Islam talked about that. So you got that, Jay? I'm clear on that. Okay. I don't know where you get the assumption just because I said that I would not go there from the nation of Islam under their governance that I'm disagreeing with what the man said. I never said that he said it. I never mm-hmm. said that he said the nation of Islam should be the governance well, that's of what you, those that's what I heard. so-called territory. That's what I heard. You, well, you heard more. I'm just saying. <laughs> hey, I hey, hey Jay, I can play this shit back, Jay. Go back home. Jay, I can play this back now. <laughs> Before I would Jay. ever want to live under the guidance of the nation of Islam, that that come on, man. Jay, no, no, you I Jay, Jay, that, bro. Jay, you know me and you are in agreement. You understand it, and you know that because I am the same. But the bottom line is, and, and brother Rick, this is the bottom line as far as I'm concerned. We can't live in the midst of an open sworn enemy. We can't, enemy. we, we, they are an enemy to us. We cannot, we have to have our own. And the only place on this planet that we can call our own, even though we're every damn where, the only place we can call our own is Africa. We don't have to ask no United Nations or nobody for permission. The only thing we have to ask for permission is let to come back home is the brothers and sisters that are there that are sincere about nationhood, that are sincere about re-Africanization, that are sincere about making Africa the, 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 the continent and the, that it's supposed to be. That's the only thing. That's right. That's the That's only right, thing. Folks. And I'm willing. And I'm willing to defend that. I wouldn't drop a goddamn, uh, 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 throw a punch, throw a brick to stay in this mother. I wouldn't. I wouldn't fight. I, I could hear with Caucasians. I wouldn't either. Yeah. <laughs> See, we agree on I mean, that. We agree on that. Okay. You know. Yeah. Destroy. Let them. Let them do whatever they do. Do do as yeah. they say because this here. There's no redeeming value in America when it comes to African people. And the sad thing is, too many of us want to be a part of this so-called project. And every now and then, you get that wake-up call. You get that You get that wake-up call where they let you know you just a dig. We control you. We dictate your resources mm-hmm. and everything. Right. I, I, I would really like to hear how old Tiffany Cross feel now about her so-called <laughs> allies at MSNBC yeah, really. and what they did to her. I would really like to In know fact, how she feels. And the funny thing is, she's been very quiet since they got rid of us. She hasn't done no live. She hasn't really done no tweets. She leaves a little message every now and then. 
but she's just been basically cut off at the knees. Well, she—I think she's a good. She's decent. I've heard her a few times. Yes, yeah, she's and, decent. Yes, yeah, she is. And 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 so therefore, some other entity will give her maybe a no neck. Uh, uh, Roland Martin might give her a piece on his program or something like that. <laughs> hey, <laughs> so, hey, so I'll tell you like this. I'll tell you like this. I would hope. Oh. I would hope that he would for mm-hmm. the simple fact that we need our own. You always talking about we need our own, we need our own media. I mean, she has enough of a, a, of a following that maybe she could do something yeah. or, 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 you know, yeah. help him grow because yeah. that's what we need. Because the bottom line is we keep on looking for validation within these white institutions. And when they get sick of our black asses, what right. do they do? They just send us on our way. Right. They just cut you off. Uh, hold on. Let me get a new caller in. Um, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Somebody just called in and has a, a New York alpha. Good afternoon. Must be having problems with this connection but yeah i i would just like uh an opportunity if i can sure go ahead clear up i'm not advocating advocating anything about the direction of the nation of islam that's that's what they do i'm saying but i could i could certainly live next door to someone who's in the nation of islam i could have you know what i'm saying sure i'm not that I'm, i'm not that rejecting of the idea of us being together having a nation that is our own you can call it the nation of a popcorn. Well, I don't care what it's called. I want it to be something that's integral with us, man, that we realize we're doing this for not just ourselves, mm-hmm. but our each other. And, and most importantly, for our future generation, even if something starts and fails, at least we got the experience to know the next time we try it, we'll do it this way. Mm-hmm. Or we won't make that mistake again. You know what I'm saying? The, the unity is really, and, and that's, that doesn't that's mean that we always agree with each right. other. That's, you know, I like I like Adidas, you know, but I don't buy them because I get the cheapest thing I can get that'll fit my feet. <laughs> you know what I, I'm saying? I, I hear you, so, brother. <laughs> so, so that and that I can afford, most importantly. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so I'm saying that we of different, we can have different philosophies and different aspirations, but you, my brother, and if, if the situation came where I have to defend you and I have the ability to, do, I'm going to do it. I don't care what you call yourself. I look at you, I hear you, I understand that's a black man. By nature, God put us together. Well, so then you. it is my obligation to hope the best for you. And if I can contribute to that, then that's what I'm going to do. Well, listen, brother, we, we're, Amen, up against brother. That, we're up against that clock. I appreciate you, Jay, Rick, Brother Irv, Brother T. I appreciate brother you, T. brother. I'm glad you called, man. You guys have a blessed day, a blessed tomorrow and on Friday. To meet us back yes, right sir. here for for another uh, African perspective. Your African you sure perspective. You sure you're not gonna have the itis? Oh, uh, <laughs> 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 I'm not gonna have the itis. <laughs> All right, dear brothers, y'all take care. Peace. All right, brother. Thank you. All right, thank you. We end this program like mm-hmm. like we end all of our programs with the words of Stephen Biko, the most potent weapon. In the hands of the oppressor is the minds of the oppressed. This program is dedicated and committed to helping to free the African mind. But not just the M-I-N-D, but the M-I-N-E. Because 
excuse me, not just just the M-I-N-E, but the (laughs) M-I-N. Did I mess this up or what? (laughs) Not just the M-I-N-D, but the M-I-N-E, because under the feet of African people lies all of the resources that everybody wants. Think they can't do it out, and they sure in the hell, damn it, don't want to pay for it. Brothers and sisters, you have a blessed and wonderful day. Shemhotep means go in peace. Asante sana means thank you. Bibi Fahadeh means our victorious destiny. Brothers and sisters, we will be victorious. Hope to see you on Friday. Peace.